What's up, everyone? Welcome to Sports Card Madness, the podcast that covers the entire collectible space, including sports cards, business, technology, and more. Now brought to you in partnership with Fanatics Live. All right, everyone. So this is a bit of a unique episode. This interview is with Doug Keating. He owns the local card show for me and LZ. He's done so for 30 years. He also runs a couple of regional card shows, and he's also an autograph dealer. So he gets to interact with players like Larry Bird, and he had a lot of great stories about what it's like being with Larry at these signings and how he doesn't talk and he counts autographs in his head. We also got into trips to Hawaii with 500 items to be signed by Hall of Famer Don Nelson, Terry Fincona commissioning items through Doug, um, through his shows and auctions. And also, we talked about fanatics and why exclusives don't really matter when it comes to autographs. So we actually recorded this months ago, but Doug has a bunch of pet parakeets that kept chiming in on the episode. I've gotten a bit better at editing over the past few months, so I was finally able to get this episode in a place where I think you guys will all enjoy it. So we are going to finally drop this, and um, I think it's a good one. Before we dive in, I've got a big ask for the audience. If you could take a few seconds and go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and either follow us or subscribe to us, that would be super helpful for the pod. Even leaving us a five-star review would be amazing. This will help keep the podcast coming every Friday. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. I'm here with LZ, as usual, and we have a special guest today, Doug Keating. Uh, Doug, Larry and I know him pretty well because we attend his shows, pretty much um, all of them. And he runs uh, a a regional show in Massachusetts, and he's also, he manages um, public signings, and he does a lot of private signings with uh, players like Larry Bird and, and others. So, uh, we're looking forward to uh, to talking to him for a while. So, Doug, thank you, and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the show. This is uh, kind of new to me, but uh, I like being part of these things. Like I said, I've been doing this since um, I started with a teenager in high school. Like my first card show, I was um, a fresh, excuse me, a senior in high school. I ran a card show. <laughs> a year later, I started my show at the uh, Holiday Inn in Mansfield, uh, in 1991. So, if I was a freshman in 1991, people probably could figure out my age now. No, that's great. Yeah, I let's let's definitely unpack that at some point in this show too. You starting your first card show as a senior in high school—that's that's very interesting. So, Doug, how was the uh, how has the show changed from the '90s to the 2000s, or even the last few years where things have gone nuts with sports cards? Like, what has it been like for you? Like, what what have been some of the things that have that have changed over time? Well, the biggest change for me personally, um, up until a couple of years ago, was just a part-time gig for me. I, I worked in um, financial services for the most part, 401 k life insurance. And then, um, you know, COVID hit and the government was giving all the co- all these people COVID money and they had no way to spend it except on sports memorabilia. So <laughs> even, even if you couldn't run a car show, you could do all sorts of mail order and, and online stuff. And uh, you probably saw the values of a lot of things that, uh, that took off. Yeah, Doug, it- that's that's why me and nick are doing this podcast if if we trace our steps back we talked about it in the first episode that we ever did with this podcast around our journey with collecting and you know we used to collect when we were kids and then we had our own children and careers got in the way but then kind of the the pandemic hit and 
we dusted off those old cards that were in our attics. And next thing you know, we were attending your shows every weekend and we sure were. searching for searching for those great cards. So yeah, I mean, I, it is, it, 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 it definitely has something to do with it. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, so, uh, <laughs> it was much different back in 1991. Uh, there was no internet. If you wanted like how the, how has hobby changed? We didn't have the internet back then. It was, <laughs> didn't have GPS. So people weren't on a phone on, on eBay just yeah. saying like, Hey, what are the comps? <laughs> yeah i mean uh, ebay didn't exist right. i mean there's pros and cons. a lot of people thought ebay and the internet would like kill card shows but you know there's a lot about that that face-to-face interaction even the social aspect of it the trust aspect of it you really you really can't duplicate that on eBay. i mean i, I still buy stuff i don't really sell much on ebay but i know a lot of people do i, I mean i still use it of course i use it, but i don't think shows are going anywhere <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I think you're I think you're filling a need too. Uh one of the things that just is becoming a big thing, it's kind of weird to even say it, but is like real life experiences now, right? It's becoming like a thing. Like people are buying experiences. And you know, I I can I would say that your card shows are an experience for people, right? It's it's that every Sunday morning or every Saturday morning you you, you go down there maybe with your friend or your your son or daughter and spend a couple hours and meet some people and touch and feel some cards. So it is, it's an experience that you're providing, which oh. is great. Well, one thing about auto, no one's certain. A lot of my autograph guests, no one thinks they're going to get rich. Let's say, let's say Bob Stanley. No one's mm-hmm. buying a Bob Stanley autograph and try, Oh, I'll buy, I think it's a $12 autograph retail. No, oh, you know, I'm going to sell it for a lot of money. And there's plenty of Bob Stanley autographs out there. I go with the opportunity to, uh, you know, meet him, maybe get some, very, you know, maybe something inscribed and a photo up, something like that. I mean, they're true collectors. I, I, I don't mind if you're a collector or an investor. As long as you go to my show, I don't care if you're an adult <laughs> or a kid. As long as you show, I don't care why you go. People yeah, say you, you don't like investors. I don't. As long as you show up. But I will say on the autograph and true collectors, they're not thinking about what can I resell this for down the road. Right. Maybe start. Maybe when you spend. There's a lot of plenty. Of, I, I was um, at a Raphael Devers signing on Monday. But he's $129 an autograph. So I guess if you spend $129 an autograph, you might think about the resale value. But <laughs> sure, sure. I usually have small autographs. Yes, that's the signing that I just kind of I bought into. It really wasn't my signing. Yeah. Very interesting. So Doug, hmm. how how many tables are at your show typically? And how many how many people come through on a given given show? Like what's the attendance um, like? What's the size? Yeah, it's typically about eighty-five tables. We get about four to five hundred people, uh, at least in uh, in Denham. And how how do you go about like even just getting the dealers? Like, are you are th- these people that are get buying these tables from you? These dealers have they been dealing with you for many many years, or do you have yeah. a way of? Yeah, can you talk to talk to us about that? Yeah, it, it's pretty much the same event as every show. You know, once they get okay. into the sh- once you get into a good show, you generally don't leave it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always joke with deal. I, I, I kind of want new deals just to bring fresh material. And I don't want to say, I, want, I don't want to, you know, careful what I say. I'm not trying to get rid of any particular vendor, but I, I like fresh uh, stuff and they bring me new material. But um, they just, once you get into a good show, you generally don't leave it. Do those dealers have like specific tables that they also want to be at as well? Like, is there yeah. better better spots on the floor to have where there's more foot traffic? I know that I'm, I'm one of the vendors every regardless of your table location or how long you might charge everybody the same amount. Mm-hmm. I know some other show promoters have different philosophies and not breaking any laws. So obviously the wall tables might be a little more desirable. The, the tables in front 
might be a little more desirable. Vendors tend to have the same spot each show, just easy to vent, find those vendors. But uh, I would say if you get good, good stuff, people will find you. So if you don't have good stuff, then it doesn't matter where you are. Very true. Very true. I think once I, I tagged you on Instagram, I said, hey, I'm looking for some 86 Fleer uh, cards because I, I was going to do it for the Larry Bird signing. And you actually told me, you're like, hey, uh, off to the back left, <laughs> there's this guy who has some vintage. And it worked out great. I found him and I found the card I needed that day. So yeah, that's cool. uh, the 86 Fleer basketball phenomenon. That, that, that could be a whole segment for your show. People are going oh, crazy sure. getting those card well, signs. Yeah, kind of. It already has been, Doug. Yeah, you know, I, I, I might be joining that late. I, I realized <laughs> yeah. it was hot about two years ago, and I, I tried to successfully capitalize on it. And I'm sure it's been hotter than that, but it, it's. I don't want to get off topic. I was, did a signing with Sidney Moncrief, and his '86 Flair card is more popular than his rookie card, which really makes no sense. I, I thought you were yeah, going to say you had uh, four or five cases of 86 Fleer like in your attic or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was buying baseball cards. Like I was collecting. I was probably 13 years old, 13, 14 back in 86. Yeah. I was not smart enough to buy. I was buying baseball cards, not basketball, which is why they're worth, they're worth valuable. You, you, if you want to know what's valuable in 20, 30 years, it's what pe people aren't buying now. I hate to say it. Right. What they're Look not buying. Look at any product mm -hmm. that really has value is the people that Stuff they weren't even certain brands in years. It's funny that you bring up the 86. Um, because your show is the reason similar to Nick, it's really strange, yeah. but your show is the reason why I got into it. I was at one of your shows and I was at a table in the back, and this guy was selling, um, it might have been like half of the set raw, raw cards, and it was like a good price. And I was like going back and forth. I think I even texted Nick and I'm like, should I do this? Should I not? And like, I just hesitated and some guy jumped in front of me and he bought the set. <laughs> I was so mad. I drove home. I was calling Nick. And I think literally that day, like me and Nick found another set for me. I'm like, oh man, I out on that. So, for more money yeah. too. Yeah, for more money. <laughs> Yours You're right. It was for... Mm -hmm. And I think they were in better condition too. The, that's actually a good good segue into some of the questions that I wanted to ask you, Doug, that maybe we could dive into a little bit. And you even started to touch on them. So one of the things about your shows that I love is you probably, every show that I show up at, you probably have, I'm going to say three to four, um, you know, maybe they're usually kind of retired athletes that are signing, right? And you, good coverage, right? You have some hockey players, baseball, basketball, football. Um, can you talk to me and Nick about like how you go about like finding these guys, like building relationships and how you bring them in and have them come to your show? I just, you know, that would be really interesting. Some of the small names are generally the most interesting. I mean, I, I've done signings with Larry Bird, and he's, which are private signings, but he didn't do public. He didn't talk during signings. So he was like my childhood uh, idol growing up, like a lot of people. But he's, he's actually counting, like, he's a nice, he's got a nice looking autograph. We make a few bucks. He's a great guy, but he's counting the autographs in his head as he's signing. So he didn't talk. And then he, that's great. You must have so many stories. I mean, you, you said name a player. One of, one of the difficult, um 86 guys for a while at least was was john bagley so you 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 got him and i i went to your signing that was i think that was actually that might have been my first autograph of the set so how did 
how did you, cause me and Nick are pretty good at, um, through the mail autographs, right. And, you know, finding, finding phone numbers, similar to you, right. Finding phone numbers, finding addresses online, but John Bagley was a tough one. So how did, how do you have any stories around Bagley? Yeah, no, definitely on Bagley. Uh, about half the autograph guests, I, I bring them in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I say about the other half, it's another promoter bringing them in. It may not be obvious when you see my website. It's probably not obvious who's bringing in who, but if you get to the show and you notice there's different people selling tickets, so with someone like Bagley, um, it was a friend of mine who brought him in. When, I, when someone brings an autograph guest to my show, other promoters might chat. I, I want ten to fifteen percent of autograph ticket sales. I don't. They keep a, they 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 sell the tickets directly to the public, and I just give me six free autographs to Bagley, and you keep all. The, you can sell the autograph tickets directly to the public. And, you know, do whatever you charge whatever you want. So I don't even have Bagley's phone number. This other promoter, um, who, who somehow he's out of Connecticut, Bagley, he's actually a fairly local guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he he found him somehow, uh, brought him in. It was a very profitable signing, and uh, well, the irony was we were trying to get him back, and I'm going, you know, maybe split the next signing, and he just had to commit. It could be a private or public. He just really had to commit it to a date. So I don't know what's taking so long, but any six player guy. So. Yep. 86 play guy yeah yeah that sign no, was crazy it, it it really changed the game for bagley so you know his autograph cards on 86 fleer people oh, were buying we, we impacted the market yeah we <laughs> were really buying did. and selling those for 500 bucks to a thousand bucks and then he came and he signed i don't know how many cards do you think he signed at that signing i mean I, well i mean i think it was three or four hundred autographs total um, how, how much of those 86 player? I'm gonna guess at least half of them. I, I didn't, I, right. So <laughs> yeah. at least that was a crazy. Hundred. I think we had Adam Oates that day, and we Adam Oates is extremely popular too. So I was running around. Probably somebody forgot who else we had that day, but nice. All right, so that covers. I would call them more of the the public signings, but you actually do a lot of even private ones, right? And you you have this you have a website, and you kind of post any of the private ones that you're doing as well. And I'm always curious with those ones, it's more of like the logistics of you're getting all these mailings from all these different people. Like how, how do you keep that all straight? Like how do you manage all these different cards and whether it's jerseys and baseballs and hockey pucks all, all coming to you? It is a pretty, to me, it's a common sense. I, I, I try to take pictures. Well, the, the biggest thing is having post-its. <laughs> You got to put a poster. A lot of customers are pretty good about, uh, you know, putting a poster in the back of their card. And, uh, if they don't, um, you know, I, I do it myself. I try to take, um, and that's really extremely important because I, I try to take pictures of everybody's items. But when I have a hundred different people sending an 86 flare basketball card, pictures not going to work. No. <laughs> they want to get the people are like pick it. I sent an 86 flare bag. I got someone else's 86 flare bag back. But you know that said, they're very it's very condition sensitive. They sent in a mint one. And they get back something that's off center. They know it's not their card, so you really you're relying on those little, little posters to keep track of things. I mean, I got an Excel spreadsheet, but that keeps track of uh, you know the, the orders and the finances and stuff. But posters are probably the key. <laughs> that's a that's a really good lesson around the post-its because I'll I'll tell you I I think probably the first couple cards when I was getting into it that I sent to you I was one of the ones that didn't put post-its on it, Doug, because I I didn't I mean, realize it's, it's, it. So, I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's good of, for the audience. Good for the audience yeah, no, to it remember. Is. It, uh, I, mean, yeah. I think most people are, are good good about doing the posters, mm-hmm. and if they're not, they they just don't know. And I don't. I'm not gonna hold that against them. But the whole private sign, um, 
during COVID, I, I wasn't really, prior to COVID, I've been in business like forever, but private, uh, during COVID, I, prior to COVID, I wasn't doing any of these private signings. And, um, but then again, the COVID hit, I couldn't, for like six months, you couldn't even do a private signing. The closer you get, maybe you could mail stuff to the person they can mail it back. But I couldn't run card shows. I had some time in my hand. One of the first guys I did a, I flew for a private signing with Elvin Hayes, a basketball hall of famer. And uh, Elvin Hayes is uh, pretty much scared of flying. So <laughs> you'll never see him do a signing in New England because he lives in Texas. And I kind of had an idea of what he wanted to get for an autograph. Uh, for autographs. So, okay, I can make this work. He wants this and his autograph goes for that. Mm -hmm. I, this is what the plan, you know, that, that, those are the logistics. I mean, we talk about posters, but, you know, traveling for a signing and, uh, you know, you got, you can only fit so much in a suitcase. And, uh, you know, so you, anytime, any sign I got to fly for, you, you get a book the airlines, you can't miss your flight. You know, if you're a tech, hopefully the airline doesn't lose your anything valuable. Uh, so anything valuable, I just, I carry with me. It, 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 it's a carry on bag. Anything big, I got to put it, you got to check it. But, um, you know, he was one of the first that we traveled. I flew to Texas and turned out to be a pretty popular signing. And it kind of just grew from there. We went, we've gone as far as Hawaii for a basketball hall with Don Nelson. That was crazy. Flying from Massachusetts to Hawaii. But Interesting. Um, he never does sign. I don't know how you follow basketball hall. He never does signing. He's not wow. leaving Hawaii. You know, he's wealthy. So if you want his autograph, you got to go to Hawaii. So we did. <laughs> how many items did you bring with you to Hawaii? Do you remember? Well, we split. Um, it was well over five hundred total, and those weren't. Wow. It wasn't five hundred sales, but we we split it um, uh, three ways. It was you know it's it pretty expensive signing between the the airfare, so I maybe not something I can actually afford it myself. So mm -hmm. wow, you know so, we maybe had a couple hundred orders on top of that, but you know we obviously wanted to bring some extras to get signed because we don't know if we'll ever come back. Sure. So I don't, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the, the total amount of items. It was a lot because, mm -hmm. like I said, I had two partners involved that signing. And even though I was there, I don't know how many items they had. I was exactly counting. Yeah. But, uh, it was an experience. We, you know, generally when you travel, you try to enjoy it a little bit, but a lot of times you don't have time. You're in and out of there. Yeah. That, mm. Don Nelson's tough. I, I'm also working on the 1969 Tallboy sign set. And um, he's difficult. So are you saying that if you had, I don't know, magically 500 items tomorrow that we wanted Don, you know, Don's signature on, that you could arrange something in Hawaii and make a signing happen? Or is it not that easy? Uh, it's, it's possible. I, um, I, it's, I partner up with um, an agency. Well, not an agency. It's um, Bob Rose of Hometown, Collectors, uh, hometown uh, Collectibles. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know him at all. He's pretty, I mean, he's been... Uh, the hobby longer than me. Great guy. I work with him a lot of signings, but I, so <laughs> if I want a Don Nelson signing, I, I have to go through him and, you know, he kind of. Interesting. So, assuming I get his approval, there's a possibility. The money would have to be yeah, right. Well, you have to but go to Hawaii. Right so. <laughs> but, and, yeah. and you have to write for me, for, for me, for Bob, and for Nelson. I, I, but you give me the. Uh, Doug, we need to make this happen. Yeah. We all need to go to Hawaii. Yeah, we're we're let's, gonna let's we're gonna make we're gonna make this work. No, no, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 donate a hundred items see. just to go to Hawaii. I'll tell my wife that you know we had to do a signing. No, Sorry, it's it's a uh, it's a ride. Uh, it's a long flight. Yeah, but uh, you know that's what we're. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how much travel. I've been Florida several times, Texas a few times. Uh, 
since uh, most of them, California has seen Omar Garcia Parra a couple of times. Um, Terry Francona, he's in um, Arizona. Seen him. Mm-hmm. Well, I think just once, but hope to go back. But uh, yeah, the Terry Francona story was a pretty good one too. He had a, <laughs> it was just an autograph signing, but he had a bunch of like game use stuff. And um, you know, he said, "You want to, you want to buy this? You want to sell it for me?" And it was just like a commission deal. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I that's know. interesting. So go, yeah. Oh wow, is and, that? Uh, so he had some of his like 2004 World Series stuff, and and I'm um, hoping to, you know, hoping to go back to, uh, you know, he's still managing, although um, mm-hmm. he might be taking some time off. Uh, he's got some health issues, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping to go back after the season and get some autographs and. Um, has, he's kicking around some uh maybe literally some uh, game used bats and stuff but we'll see wow so he actually approached you and said hey you know i i probably probably has tons of this stuff in his house and he probably yeah, wants to it was, clean it, it out was, and, yeah. yeah but it was totally it, it wasn't until we got we had no idea you know he brought it up like, oh i have this stuff you have you know i thought he was going to bring out some baseball cards at the time mm-hmm. and um you know is this stuff valuable and then he brings them all these i just took what i could fit in the plane I didn't take everything. I mean, I took a good amount, and then uh, you know, it was a commission deal. He was he was hat now that he needs the money, but you know, he said you you, you get the most of this, I get this percentage, and uh, we uh, sold it pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, that's but, yeah, I don't do too much of the gaming stuff, but I mean, there's opportunities to take advantage of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, back to the bird signing, because well, or, or if 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 there's a bigger one, but you mentioned bird, and I'm thinking that must not much bigger than bird. Well, All right, I'm so, actually seeing, uh, well, I'm taking so Bobby Orr's coming them. up too. But that's, oh, uh, Bobby Orr, that's yeah, that's a big uh, one too. Not, but I not to um, a lot of these signs I can't afford them myself, or I don't have necessarily even the contact. But yeah, um, the Bobby Orr signing, uh, I set up the New England pitcher, so I kind of some signings uh, are 100% my signing. Like when I go to see Terry Francona, that's 100% me. Okay. Um, some other signings, I kind of have to buy into the signing. So you, you you buy it at the wholesale price. You know, you have to buy a certain minimum number of autographs and hopefully sell it at the retail price. And the difference is your profit, <laughs> or in this case, my profit. Mm-hmm. But like the Bobby Orr signing that I set up by uh, New England pitcher, they're great. Uh, Jeff Sherman, great guys to, to work with. But uh, I bring him up for that. That's coming up in, a, in uh, about a week. <laughs> and is that one going to be a local one or is there any travel involved for Bobby Orr? Oh, there's no travel involved. It's a, oh, it is nice. a private sign, but he lives, uh, he lives locally. Yep. So that, that's another <laughs> travel gets up there expensive. It's typically, I mean, you got to pay for the airfare. I don't mind traveling, but add, you know, then mm-hmm. often it's a rental car or at least Uber, and then you got a hotel room. It, it adds up. So, you know, with Bird, it's worth it because it's a fair amount of money. But, uh, you know, it was some of the small names that, you know, it's not really worth traveling to see. Like Oil Can Boyd, um, he used to live in Rhode Island, another another great character. Uh, he moved to, back to Mississippi, and it's not really worth it. In the yeah. middle, yeah, you can't really get a direct flight to Mississippi. But, uh, he's always like, "Come out here, <laughs> yeah. buy some autographs." You know, he'll sign, you know, he'll sign whatever. You'll, I'll, I'll pay him to sign as many autographs in an hour or whatever. But uh, it cost, it would cost him more to get there than I'd actually pay for his autograph. <laughs> so it becomes a little prohibitive. Let's. I, I want to focus on the two goats that you mentioned, Larry Bird and Bobby Orr. And I'm just curious. I don't know if you finalized the Bobby Orr one yet, but comparison wise like what does a larry bird autograph go for versus a bobby or autograph um well i think the retail price in bird was like you know 159 and up uh last signing mm-hmm. he, he, well the, they're both interesting they don't they don't do inscriptions 
Um, well, unless you have like a million dollars or something, they might, but I clearly don't have a million dollars. Um, so they they both have, you know, they're good to work with. They have a nice looking autograph. So in, in terms of simple, so with both, you know, they it might be 159 to sign, you know, just a basic eight by 10 photo and then it works up from there. You know, now there's a big premium to sign rookie cards. So it's more expensive to get a rookie card, as you guys know, than to get, say, a jersey or a jersey of basketball used to be the premium item. Now it's uh, the premium item is getting a Larry Bird rookie card signed. And, uh, you know, um, or some, you know, he's just, just, he's just, this capitalism, he's finding, you know, it's the market. And, uh, you know, all works the same way. He's got one price for, you know, flats and pucks and, and cards, and then another price for multi sign items and jerseys, and then a much higher price for rookie cards. Interesting. But I think getting a rookie, I don't even know. I think it's like five or six hundred dollars to get a rookie card signed. Yeah. So, Doug, how, how does this happen with Larry Bird? So, you know, I notice he signs maybe once, twice a year, tops. Like, what happens? Does somebody just finally get him to say yes? And then there's like a scramble to like buy up the amount of autographs you're allowed? Or how does it work? Um, you know, how does that go down when like Larry Bird's ready well, to sign stuff? Um, well, he's got a, a minimum guarantee. And if I had, if I knew the minimum guarantee, I wouldn't share it publicly, but I, I don't even know it. Because like I said, it's just, uh, I'm buying into the signing. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, there's a, 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 a maybe a, a, a a dealer a promoter that's bigger than me you know i know in this case i, I work with uh Bob Rose hometown collectibles and he, he's guaranteeing for you know maybe he's paying him for 700 autographs it might be mm -hmm. uh, close to six figures when all said is done and i i and then he might then bob mocks it up a little bit for me because that it can't you know that's just how it works Mm -hmm. and then so i don't have to buy <laughs> i can't afford to buy 700 autographs right mm -hmm. you get a slice of that uh, essentially. yeah but um you know for those you know birds you know if you have the money you can probably get it you know a lot of his autograph uh, unless you but you just don't you know all these guys birds have a good signing he, he, he actually does more than one or two signs a year and there's a good number of autographs he signs but you don't know someone could sign you know bird tomorrow might decide i don't want to sign another autograph or you can sign him an exclusive so right now, if you have the money, you can get his autographs. Yeah. You know, and I don't, um, right. but God forbid, I don't know how long he's going to, I mean, he seems to be in pretty good health now, but we don't know how long these guys got to, to live in terms of uh, being able to sign them. Yeah, yeah, to that exclusive point, what what are you hearing, whether it's rumors or news, because you're definitely in the know when it comes to this, around what fanatics might be doing with some of these athletes i've heard rumors that you know they're going to try to lock a lot of them up and, and get exclusive rights to them like what what are you what are you hearing just curious um i, I mean exclusive has been going on a long time i mean it, it's, mm -hmm. it's um i understand that i personally haven't done exclusive but i not saying i will never wouldn't do an exclusive um but they're not the uh, i don't feel like there's been other companies maybe not as big as fanatics but other companies you know signing them as exclusive and that could that could happen as a mm -hmm. You know, even someone like Elvin Hayes, you know, I, I, he wasn't an exclusive, so I did a few signing with him, and now he, uh, you know, signed with uh, an exclusive with a different kind, a small, not not fanatics, but they, you know, perfectly legitimate. So now yeah. I can't do a sign with Elvin Hayes unless I go through this other promoter. Now it's the promoter's going to mark it up, so he he makes money. It happened. I don't, you know, I'm not breaking any laws. I see the appeal of it, mm -hmm. but uh, they already talk about fanatics being, you know, doing all these exclusives. Well, exclusives, you know, that doesn't do. <laughs> You know, uh, the company's been doing exclusives for a long time. You know, you uh, you know, there'd be an occasion where if the money makes uh, 
you know, Fanatics is um like they have an exclusive with um, Paul Pierce, and that I don't think it's that they're working on. I don't think I'm giving away anything about bringing them into the um, uh, Chantilly show in Virginia. Like Paul, they, they'll bring in Paul Pierce to a signing, uh, but he doesn't. He won't sign cards, and that's kind of my bread and butter. So I, you know, I personally wouldn't buy into that signing. But mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, I would. If the money makes sense, maybe I would buy into it. You know, Fanatics is a sign, but you'd obviously have to go through Fanatics and, and pay their markup. But you know, that's, that's how they work. Doug, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I have seen that before. And this is this would be good for for our listeners. Is why why would maybe someone like Fanatics or an, another person that you know use Paul Pierce as the example? Why would they not allow cards? Do you have kind of theories on why they're well, kind I, of I, blocking I, off cards? <laughs> well, there's different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's more theories and factual. I mean, they were, I well, not as fanatics in general, but if you're if you're sending on a a, a lot of signed Paul Pierce cards and you want the value to go up, you just say, hey, he can't sign any more cards. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case in Nestle fanatics. I mean, I, this is just speculation. I, I think that uh, they'll have him sign a lot of cards and, and put them in packs. And they want to, you know, maintain the value that, that those cards that come out of packs, you know, people can just get out of their autographs. I mean, that, that seems a lot. I mean, it's a theory, but it's, it's logical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Friderman does that with Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson does not sign cards. And I asked them why. And he told me because I want to control the price of the market of Mike yeah. Tyson autograph cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather I'd rather have that than someone beat around the bush and like you know I don't think he's telling the truth. Yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. 100 honest with you. Mm-hmm. I just want to control them. It's not breaking any laws. That's uh, wow. It's pretty fascinating. I don't know if Mike Tyson has that many cards, does he? Boxing uh, cards. No, nah, I mean they, you know, he's, yeah, he's got like a rookie card and stuff, but yeah, uh, but it's not it's like, got like a gold, like, yeah, gold yeah. glove card. Yeah, that's not interesting. Like a, you know, baseball yeah. player has a zillion. No, different it's cards. a little bit different. No, it's not like Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce does have a zillion different cards. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Doug, um, I had a question about, you know, I, I love your shows. Um, I'm sure they've, you know, changed over the years. Um, but it, it sounds like, you know, you got pretty similar vendors. Um, they're in pretty similar spots and they have, you know, the same inventory. Are you making any plans? I mean, I know you're expanding, obviously, to a second location, but do you have any other plans to kind of um, do anything different at your card shows? Or are you just going to kind of roll with what works? Um, in the future yeah yeah yes and no there's a lot of uh I, I see a lot of new promoters that you know they want to try the the two-day show and i i've tried the two-day show unless you have a lot of autograph guests the, the second day you know it doesn't doesn't really work uh you know some people you know they want to try the thursday night show and it's good for them i've, I've tried night shows and i'm toying with the idea of like a saturday night card show because the thing about a like a, a thursday night card show people work during the day it's tough to get to it you're fighting traffic but I am, uh, you know, maybe toying with the show on a, on a Saturday night or, or a Sunday night, which, you know, people have time off. Um, you know, I know this Pokemon's pretty big, but, mm. and, um, you know, there are Pokemon in the show. It's about, I'm not, don't have any plans to do a Pokemon only show, but I think there are Pokemon only shows out there. Oh, they definitely mm-hmm. are. They definitely are. But we're doing, we're doing some different elements like um this element one of the autograph guests we have on labor day is um darnell mcdonald he briefly you know not a superstar but um played for the red sox and it was more his idea than anything else um after you finish signing he's got to open some uh baseball we got a contest where you can open five boxes of baseball cards with darnell mcdonald it's a free contest and you get to keep most of the cards 
And the reason I say most of the cars is Darnell is a collector. Uh, he wants to keep some of the cars. <laughs> that, that's and, it's something we really haven't really, something that's a simple idea we really haven't done in the past. But it, um, I think we're going to do something similar with uh, Bob Stanley. Um, same idea. But it's something, that, you know, Darnell McDonald came with, you know, he's not really getting paid extra to do it. It's just, you know, I just want to open, you know, some box of cards with the kids. They keep most of the cards. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But there's, you know, those type of, uh, yeah, that's I cool. I mean, we, I've tried a lot. We've done, you know, scavenger hunter shows, and I don't know. I, <laughs> we've tried a lot. I had the free cards for good grades in school. Maybe we'll come back with that. Right. We have a lot. You know, we had Red Sox. We had like a Red Sox fan day. If you wear anything Red Sox, you get into this show for free admission. And I want to downplay it. We've had a, a you know fair share of um, good uh, promotions, but um, yeah, I don't know. If I'm, I'm I'm a sports guy. I don't think you'll see a Pokemon only show from me. <laughs> um, I know the in a lot of card shows, you know, uh, don't have any autograph guns, but I've got a pretty good niche of, you know, you know, pretty good following, you know, having autographs in my show. So that'll hopefully continue indefinitely as long as I can find the autograph guest. But hopefully, I mean, some of the older times are, are passing away, and the uh, some of the younger players they made so much money, you just, you just don't know how they'll be up for signing, saying you know, going forward. But as long as I can find someone to do a signing, we'll have autograph guest. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah like please it. keep doing that because that is yeah. a differentiator for you it really is yeah it is it is it, it is, is. A lot of... yeah oh uh, yeah no fortunately we certain autograph guests we can bring back like a, at least once a year and we always do well with it you know something like a you know a terry o'reilly a jerry cheevers um and so that's a plus <laughs> you know yeah you know, eventually i've been doing this you know the autographs like i said i started in like 1991 but we didn't really get into autograph guests until about 2003 but I mean, it's 20 years. You gotta, if you don't stop bringing back the same guys, you run out of guys pretty fast. So fortunately, the the collective, they've been very supportive. And every time we bring back certain players, we always got a you know, pretty good turnout. And, uh, you know, plus we try to focus on local guys. You don't have to fly them in. You don't have to fly them in. That just adds a whole other layer. Sometimes I, we fly autograph guests. And, you know, Gerald Henderson um, was, um, I don't know if you went to the show a couple of weeks ago, but he's an 86 player guy. So we did a public signing with him, and uh, we, we did well, but I did have to fly him in. And uh, first class AFF, but that's what he wanted. Of course. Just, yeah. yeah, some guys are okay with coach, but the, the, he says, like, you don't have to pay for no. He actually flew in that morning. Yeah, I don't know why he agreed to it. He, you know, he had to get up at like 3.30 in the morning to do the show. He's like, well, I don't really want to, you know, so I didn't have to pay for a hotel. So I guess it worked out. But he's like, I, I really enjoy first class AFF. So it worked out. Ah. Doug, I feel like I, I have a list of X players I just need you to go get for me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm open to an idea. Like, uh, I'll listen more if you're, talking about, talking about 50, if you're talking about like 50 or 60 autographs, I'll pay real attention. If you're talking about one or two, it might not really move the needle, but I'm open mm -hmm. to ideas. All Especially right. if it's not someone that's not on my radar. Because every now someone will mention that play that wasn't on my radar. I'm like, wow, thank you. All right, well, well, we'll usually... going off... We'll... We'll start polling our audience, Doug, right? That's another way, right? We can, we can definitely get, get 60. Brady. Yeah. People say, can you get Tom Brady for a public signing? You really hang. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that pressure is just so out there. Like, yeah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Bill Belichick? You think he'd ever do one? I don't think so. My my hope with him is that he'll come up with some, well, he'll retire and come up with a tell-all book and he'll do book signings. It won't have anything to do with me. But he just, he just, I think he, he, I think he gets paid more than anybody else on the pay. I don't have no proof of it, but 
they don't have to disclose coaches' salaries, but I think he gets paid more money than anybody currently playing for the Patriots. You know, I think uh, Crash is uh, taking very good care of him financially. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, we're we're all local to Boston, Doug. So I'm sure we're we're all listening to the same radio stations and reading <laughs> reading the same media about <laughs> Bill Belichick's salary. So I I just wanted to make a point around you talking about your shows. And, you know, some of the things you're looking to do, maybe innovate a, a bit. And I love the idea of, um, and it sounds like you had it in the past where um, report cards, right? Kids bring in your report cards. Cause I think, and, and Doug, you already know this, but me and Nick talk about this a lot, like how the hobby is going to grow. Right. And the way the hobby is going to grow is by getting kids involved. And I think it's been tough in the past because cards are just, they're expensive. They were hard to get for a while. And now that they're back, even when you go to some of these shops, they're expensive to to buy these cards. So I think the more you to, to bring kids into the show, I think that's it's a great idea around that one. Yeah, no, I think it's <laughs> I think the free cards are good grades for us. Probably able to do. I haven't done that in a while, but it used to be yeah. a bit of a staple. It's just it's because of this podcast. I'll probably set up in a couple months. It's one of those. Oh, good. Just have these uh, awesome these informal. You know, not this is more of a formal meeting, but uh, sometimes yeah. these informal brainstorming sessions. And yeah, I try to listen. Yeah, so I guess that was the original idea. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all around experiences. Awesome. It's all about experiences. Like I mentioned at the beginning, right? You're doing the autographs. Um, I love the uh, Darnell McDonald, right? He's going to open up packs with people. That's, that's great. That's a great idea. I I've never seen that before. So that would, uh, yeah, that would certainly so, be in- innovative. Yeah. No, my understanding mm-hmm. like opening, opening pricey wax boxes, uh, online, it's like kind of a big deal, but oh, they yeah. don't get into that, like the big breaks, mm-hmm. but they're open, you know, these aren't, <laughs> we're not open thousand dollar wax boxes, it's more the experience that you're doing it with, uh, you know, for someone who played for the rest of so I understand is collecting. That's pretty cool, but, though. Um, That's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, the, the, the plan with Bob Stanley, he probably had his um, co- um, Coke used to make like uh, packs of um, Red Sox baseball cards in like 1981, 1982. I can't imagine anyone, either one of you would know that, but but like every three packs has a Bob Stanley card in it. Oh, geez. <laughs> so one of the boxes <laughs> we're going to be opening, it's going to be these Bob Stanley cards. Mm-hmm. And I figure if he opens it, gets money, he might as well autograph it. Yes, yeah, uh, it's one of those. If, add in the pod, look it up. Eighty-one or eighty-two uh, tops Coke Red Sox. It's these packs that they're 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 actual packs of tops cards, but it's hundred percent Red Sox, and not even <laughs> they're not even worth that much. I mean, the box made twenty five fifty dollars or something, but he's one of the players in the set, and it's kind of an even so that's one of the boxes we'll open. That's great. So for Stanley, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Doug, this has been. Awesome. Uh, we have one final question for you. We ask this of all our guests. Um, I think it's it gives you an interesting perspective. So if you could have a coffee with any sports figure, living or not here anymore, who would it be and why? Um, I did idolize uh, Roberto uh, Clemente uh, growing up. People, I had a couple of asked me, I used to put him, you know, some, you know, put him on the flyer. And one of the reasons I put him, if you put, if you ever put like a baseball card of an actor playing the flyer, it could be Tom Brady. And then people will be like, well, is Tom Brady signing autographs? Do you have a card of him on the flyer? I said, no, it's a baseball card. So I put pictures of cards. So, but I used to put um, Clement because he passed away um, in a long time ago. But he's one of the guys I, I last growing up and, you know, you know, his story, how he passed away. But I assume mm-hmm. you know his story. Do you know how he passed away? 
why don't you tell the audience because i'm not sure everybody knows yeah no he was uh he was he was um i forget what country he was going to but he was uh flying uh relief missions uh relief uh food to some third world country and the plane crashed and uh he was only around you know uh, 40 years old just recently retired and literally he he died in a plane crash trying to serve the unfortunate and then uh, a great baseball player too had exactly uh, 3,000 hits and million dollar gloves but he certainly if i had the opportunity but uh the history that i mean certain jackie robinson would come into play historically yeah. probably historical players like that of course that uh may have passed away before i <laughs> was born even yeah those are um that'd be that'd be a good coffee yeah both of those guys <laughs> great choices doug thank you um we, yeah we appreciate your time i think you know this was uh super helpful um just understanding the mechanics behind getting these autographs the logistics of it how these deals work i thought i kind of knew what i was uh you know doing but this uh this really opened things up and i was i was quite surprised about a lot of the the stuff i learned today so thank you yeah no no thanks for having me on the show and i'll, I'll try to check out some more of your podcast and uh Sure. What's the best um, way for the audience to find out about your shows or reach you? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I don't think I even mentioned the business name. The business name is Cardboard Promotions. Mm -hmm. And I came up with that many, many years ago, but it's baseball cards are made out of cards. And I'm a show promoter. Sure. So the website is cardboardpromotions.com. Okay. But um, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. But the nature of that, when I first started in 1991, um, there were a lot of shows on Saturdays and Sundays, but nobody was doing it on holidays. And plus, I'm not going to run a show on Mother's Day or Easter, though I'm sure there's some guy shows on Mother's Day. So that was been kind of the niche to run a show on like a Columbus Day or a Labor Day or the Friday of Thanksgiving. And that's uh, 30 years later. Uh, obviously, we do a lot of shows on Saturday and Sunday too, but to some extent, we're uh, you know continuing that, that niche with our annual Labor Day show. That's yeah. great. 30 years later. Wow. Actually, more that's than 30 years. Yeah, yeah, more than that. Wow. Uh, and if you've tracked out the COVID years or not, Mm -hmm. <laughs> great well thank you doug i appreciate your time um it was awesome having you on the podcast thanks again all right everyone that was another episode of sports card madness you can find us on spotify apple podcast youtube pretty much wherever you get your podcasts if you like this episode please take a few seconds and subscribe wherever you get them and uh, we'll keep them coming thanks everyone mm -hmm.